Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live today from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host coming from, I believe, Palm Springs, Joey Nochilprano. That's correct. Palm Springs, California, the desert. What do you? So this is your New Year's. This is my New Year's. Yeah, got a house out here in Palm Springs. Brother, sister, significant others. Uh, there's a pool. There's a, you know, it's Palm Springs. I think I've said this before, but a tale of two cities. It is pouring rain off and on today around the 40s. Just terrible weather. It's not super nice here. It's actually been drizzling a little bit here in the desert, but we're cranking the pool heat, so we're getting in either way. So what's the plan tonight? Give me me the, the Prano family plan for New Year's Eve. Well, I think, you know, part of the reason behind this trip was that we didn't want to find ourselves having to try to do some new year's bullshit a new year's is honestly to me one of the worst if not the worst holiday it's such a piker holiday it's for like 22 to 25 year olds who are like i want to go spend 140 dollars a cover charge for all you can drink at a backed up bar where i can only get 10 drinks and i end up paying four dollars a bud light um so I think we're just going to probably cook dinner here, hang out, you know, uh, champagne toast at midnight. Who knows? Maybe light some stuff on fire. I'm trying to think what's worse. I, I think I might have to agree with you concerning the holidays. I'd say St. Patrick's Day is up there as far as amateur hour. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? Maybe the top at least two? Saint pa- at, least, at least St. Patrick's Day, like – it's it's changing quickly, but at least St. Patrick's Day until recently has always been like on St. Patrick's Day. You know what I mean? You celebrate on March 17th. So people like I don't mind it if you're like, I'm going to skip work and go get drunk uh, like 9 a.m. on a Wednesday at an Irish bar. I'm like, OK, that takes, you know, dedication, a little bit of chutzpah. As, as opposed to these people who are like, I'm not going to skip work for Halloween. I'm just going to turn Halloween into Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you can't make stuff up. Hol- Halloween is now the Saturday before and after the Wednesday that is Halloween. It's like at least, you know, like New Year's, like New Year's is usually a full on holiday no matter what. So people have it off. But just everybody overdoes it. Like it's not really that fucking exciting. I think we need a Joe Prano holiday schedule. Holiday rankings? <laughs> or, or how we, you know, when you get a calendar, nobody gets calendars nowadays. Do they still sell those at the mall? Are people still buying calendars? Remember when that was a thing? You'd buy a calendar? I actually, I actually got my girlfriend a calendar for Christmas, her Christmas present. One of her Christmas presents was a calendar. What was the calendar of? It's uh, it's a calendar. Uh, all of the pictures are art from uh, Muckrock, who you know. Uh, you yeah. see her stuff all around Venice. I had her on the podcast, sure, on the Joe Prano podcast. So I got a. She loves her stuff, so I got her a twelve month muckrock calendar. 
All right. I like that. I like that. I just remember uh, growing up, you'd be like, I'm going to get a calendar of a hot chick in 12 different months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Cindy Crawford calendar, I get it every year. My 2019 one's on the way. My college roommate had an Olsen twins one. That's kind of creepy. Your college roommate is a serial rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, yeah. Now the, he... the, the, the Olsen twins look like blouses on hangers. <laughs> This was kind of before that. I'm trying to think. So I want to say this is circa 2003, 2004. They were legal at that point. They weren't like how – now they look like zombies. It's just it's just a 12-month calendar of pictures of them on Full House. <laughs> like January. You got it, dude. I think I've said this before. Right? I, I delivered rolling papers to one of the Olsen twins when I worked at Hotel Oceana. She was, she was dressed like she just walked out of a, a Nirvana concert – or something she looked so grungy right i was like do you need rolling papers or do you need a sandwich because you need to eat honey let's 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 step this up a little she's like no i need lots of rolling papers i'm turning them into a dress (laughs) uh well prana let's get into it the nfl season is officially over the regular season i should say and good riddance if we're going to talk any football playoffs, because because I assume I have not seen the final tally, but I assume you have lost. You were down, I believe, 13 or 14 points heading into the final week. Yeah. Now, now let's remember, just so to remind everybody, the bet was the loser is not allowed to swear during any NFL playoff talk. During while we're doing our picks. Oh, so it'll be for I won't be able to swear during Thursday's show when we're doing, you know, this is this team versus this team. Here's the spread. Okay. So upon picking games, there'll be no swearing. And should you swear, you are not allowed to watch the Super Bowl. Correct. I'm gonna now. Can I do everything in my power to get you to swear? Sure. Do anything you want. Good news for me is the Giants aren't in the playoffs, so I won't have to swear about that. And uh, you know. Really, like, there's not really too much to be angry about. I have, uh, like, I have a theory on this NFL playoffs coming. I mean, do we want to talk about the end of the regular season or yeah, yeah. hop right in? How about this? We'll talk about last night or yesterday and last night's game. Maybe talk about the coach firings. And, yeah, then we can jump into it. Okay. So, yesterday, well, obviously, was the final week. What are some of your takes? Now, normally I'm watching games left and right. I was doing another family thing, so I didn't get to see as much as I'd like. But we should talk about the important games, such as you know the Steelers, Ravens, like those games. Obviously, last night, Sunday night game. Anything off the top of your head that comes to mind? Um, I mean, as far as those games go, like the I guess the the Ravens uh, Browns game. We can start there. Um, everybody, like, I believe truly every one of the like hot take sports media was like, this is it. Baker Mayfield gonna, gonna blow the Raven season. He's feeling dangerous. And what, like, I hate, I know he played like a fine game. And again, I'm not a, I'm by no means a Baker Mayfield hater at all, but, uh, game ended on a Baker Mayfield pick. Like that was the game. Yeah. He didn't have an awful game. He, but he still threw three picks. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, 
I don't know. Were you watching the game live? I was watching the game live, and Nance was really you could you could tell by the way Jim Nance was calling the game. He wanted them to lose because he kept saying, "This is like the Cincinnati team all over again. They're at home against a team where it doesn't matter." He kept bringing that up, and it's like, dude, until they win, it's not like last year. And yeah. you're right. He threw that costly pick. And I was so I was so excited for it too. I I don't know if you saw my tweet, but my tweet was I was really excited for Steelers fans to be donating to the Baker Mayfield Foundation, like they did the Andy Dalton Foundation last year. Which, of course, the Baker Mayfield Foundation provides Mountain Dew Code Reds for Baker Mayfield's family. <laughs> Shots fired. I really wanted I really wanted Steelers fans to donate, and he'd be like, "Thank you, everybody." Thank you to all the people from Pittsburgh for donating. I have bought four RVs, and uh, Florida Georgia Line is now living in my yard. <laughs> well, here's what I've learned about Baker Mayfield stands. They're going to be the new group of fans that you and I are going to have to deal with because I've gone back and forth, even in pleasantries, not even bad discussions. It's the, he's got that factor. I he, He's another yeah. one of those, He I don't care, he's... I don't care if he responds to first take or Colin Coward. He's, you know, he's he's got bravado. He's somebody said to me the other day, and I believe it was a dirt ball that he's not like all the other boring white QBs that you've always seen. And I wanted to be like, I don't even know what that means. Like the the winners, like like you think. I, I don't. I first don't of all, even, I don't think like, Aaron Rodgers is like like take Aaron Rodgers for example. Is Aaron Rodgers? I don't find Aaron Rodgers boring at all. No. You know, I guess that's a knock at like a Tom Brady or like a Drew Brees. Tom Brady fucks supermodels and like openly cheats at the game of football. Like the guy, <laughs> the guy's, a, the guy's a goddamn cowboy. The guy's like an old west hero. Yeah, I don't find Brady boring. I don't find Peyton he's, Manning he, boring. He's like he's like an old west fucking gunslinger that's like cheating at cards and like getting shot at tables. <laughs> but he's he has, boring. He has, he has sex with a, he has sex with literally a supermodel that makes more money than he does. But he's boring. And Baker Mayfield shows up in a Winnebago at a Bob Evans, and he's he's dangerous. I, he is dangerous because he has food poisoning from Bob Evans. <laughs> uh, I don't even like I'm I'm like good for Baker Mayfield. I'm not even I'm not even a Baker Mayfield hater. I, I think he's great. Like good for him. You know, I, I actually I don't even people like come at me like I've hated the Browns. I've hated the Browns for not firing Hugh Jackson and just being like, I'm like, you guys are a dumpster fire and you're not even trying not to be a dumpster fire. But, but here's the thing with the Browns. Look at how they turned their season around when Hugh Jackson was gone. And now they're just going to hire a new coach. Why don't you keep Greg Williams? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next point. I think you have to keep Greg Williams. How do you not keep Greg Williams as your head coach? Because they're, they're the Browns. I feel like there's an arm. Remember the arms race between Russia and the United States? for nuclear yeah. superior power in this con- in the world. I feel like the, there's an arms race going on in the state of Ohio between awful football teams. You have the Browns in northeastern Ohio, and you have the Cincinnati Bengals in southwestern Ohio. And it's like both organizations are competing to who, like who's going to be the most dysfunctional? Who do you, it, what, what percent chances do you think there are that they swap coaches? Like what percent chance is it that Marvin Lewis is the next coach of the Browns? And Hugh Jackson's the next coach of the Bengals. This is something written out of a sitcom or something. I, I love this idea. Mar- yeah. Marvin Lewis to Cleveland, Hugh Jackson to Cincinnati. And they get to play each other twice a year. 
Yeah. And at least one of those games ends in a tie every year. And then uh, and then Andy Dalton will like angrily stare down Marvin Lewis. <laughs> and the whole and the whole internet will fall in love with him. They'll be like, I like how he just doesn't give a fuck. I like how he hates his former coach. He's dangerous. He, oh, Red Rocket, look at him. Look at the fire in his eyes. Fire in his crotch and a fire in his eyes. Andy Dalton. Yeah. This is bad Andy Dalton. He's evil Andy Dalton in 2019. I think they have to keep Greg Williams. I agree. I was looking at some, again, this is early indicators. I saw a big, you know, I'm seeing a big push for your boy, Mike McCarthy. Also, Adam Gase. It's like, guys, these guys were fired for a reason. I love the idea of Adam Gase getting hired by the Browns and then him immediately going to Jay Cutler. (laughs) We have a relation. We have a relationship. You want a quarterback who's dangerous. Jay Cutler is dangerous. He's doing a reality show, and he don't care. Plus, he knows my system. Who's going to ruin the Browns more, though? Like, who, from a coaching standpoint, who could ruin them the most? I well, think- huge, she, like, is it, if you were running down the list of possible next coaches for the Cleveland Browns, and you were, you were putting, like, a percent, you had a 100% pie to break up, and you were going to put like 55% in McCarthy and like 30% in Greg Williams and like whatever, and you know, 10% in Marvin Lewis. You have to save 1% for them to rehire Hugh Jackson, right? <laughs> like they're the Browns. They're like, we, you know what? We fired him, but now that he's had some time to think about what he did, I'd like him to come back. But if you look at the Browns right now, I'm looking right now at some of the possible options. Obviously, Greg Williams. You have Mike McCarthy, Josh McDaniels, the Browns' current offensive coordinator, who did do a good job, Freddie Kitchens. Excuse me. So I would take Greg Williams out of that group because they played well. And even in games they lost, they were in those games. And the guy, look, say what you want about Greg Williams and Bounty Gate and all that. They. The Saints still won a Super Bowl when he was being a nut job, and he is a nut job. I think that's what they need. Right. Also, like Bounty Gate can't be the reason to not hire him, right? Like Sean Payton is still the coach of the New Orleans Saints. Bill Belichick has coached the New England Patriots this entire time. Yeah. Exactly. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? Marvin, they officially parted ways today, which I love. Like, like it was a mutual agreement. After 16 seasons, zero playoff wins. Can you think of someone to last longer at a job? I'm talking any profession who didn't deserve it than Marvin Lewis. 16 seasons he lasted. I mean, I mean, I guess like the only equivalent would be like Hillary Clinton, the politician. Yeah, Hillary. That's that's a good one. Like what? You you were never supposed to be a thing. Yeah, it's like that Bill Burr bit of like like. Uh, what was the uh, fuck? Why am I blanking on the Ravens coach uh, Billick, who he was the defensive coordinator under, right? Yeah, he's he. That was Bill Clinton, and then he got a job just for being there while some other guy was good at something, and then he's just been able to stick around and ruin people's lives for sixteen years. Yeah, I like the analogy. Analogy. Marvin Lewis is Hillary Clinton, basically. Yeah, it's like that teacher. You know how it works with tenure if you're a high school or college professor, high school teacher or college professor? You know when you get tenure, you basically can do whatever the fuck you want. 
Yeah, you start fucking kids. You start fucking doing whatever. Well, that's like the one thing you can't do. Yeah, they say. I, they I, say. I, I remember. I remember. I remember my first year of teaching. That was always the joke. They go, "Once you get tenure, they go. Basically, you can do anything but fuck a student, and uh, they can't. They can't fire you." But Marvin, for some reason, Marvin had tenure without earning tenure. Right. But Cincinnati, I have to I have to repeat this and I hate to do it, Joe, but it's the same old shit. I'm with all my aunts and uncles and cousins yesterday and a big Ruther family on the other side of town. It's it's the same old delusional people. Oh, Marvin's gone. I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter. The same man owns the team, the same man who's never led them to a single playoff win in 27 years. Until Mike Brown sells the Cincinnati Bengals, they will never win a game. And even if he dies and his daughter would basically take over because his daughter runs all this shit too, and her name's Katie Blackburn, if she's running the thing too, nothing's going to change. Until they're in new ownership, the Cincinnati Bengals will never win a playoff game. So stop rooting for them until they change ownership. But they're never going to do. So you're basically telling Cincinnati fans to just find a new team yeah that's we we had that discussion i was listening with my brother greg and his wife kelly last night and that was the discussion it, it always she was getting on greg she goes well greg you don't have a team you gave up on the Bengals three or four years ago you don't have a team she's like i'm still rooting for them and then he just goes no i'm a colts fan <laughs> which then was funny we're like well yeah. why and and he decided well geographically you know they're the closest they're the next closest, they're the next closest to cincinnati and he likes andrew luck and he's officially a colts fan apparently uh, well, great transition. I, I like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's playing pretty fucking fantastic right now. I like Andrew Luck too, and I like their coach a lot. Well, welcome back to you know not injured Andrew Luck. They're they're protecting him, which is I mean the turnaround in in the protection for Andrew Luck from one year to the next is like remarkable. The dudes are just not getting sacked at all, and that's a testament to them improving his offensive line, but also to him. You know, getting the ball out fast and being being what everybody thought Andrew Luck was going to be. Yeah, he looked great again last night. Finished the year with thirty nine touchdown passes, forty five hundred yards, and you are right. I'm looking right now. This year, he was only sacked eighteen times. So, yeah, uh, he he had a great year, and it's good to see him back. And holy shit, man! By the way, he. He, yeah, by the way, not only was he only sacked 18 times, he's throwing the ball a fucking ton. He threw so. the ball. I'm looking, at his, I'm looking at his numbers. He threw the ball 639 times. Yeah. So when you look at not, you know, that sack number, you're like, that's, not, you know, that's more than one a game. It's like the, uh, I think he's getting sacked on 2% of his dropbacks or something like that. 2.7%. Yeah. The lowest in the entire NFL this year. He also completed 67.3% of his passes. Yeah. So he's clicking on all cylinders. Frank Reich has got to be coach of the year, correct? They were 1-5, and five, and then they finished the year 9-10. and 10. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Who, I mean, who else are we going to... I guess, obviously, Andy Reid will get some votes. Uh, I'm sure Sean Payton will. I'm sure the guy from the Bears will get some votes. Yeah, Nagy had a great year coaching, but I, I think you got to give it to I mean, again, they're the only the third team ever to start 1 and 5 I saw to finish 10 and 6 and make the playoffs. I'm totally okay with So here I am, Joe, to kind of not jump ahead, but let's do it a little cuz we're talking about the Colts. 
here I am, and I believe I made a bet with, uh, I believe, Morgan Grimmett saying that if the Colts got a six seed, which they did, now they go to Houston to play the Texans, the three seed. Yep. You like the Colts in this game, I know. I do like the Colts in that game. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I know everybody is, uh, everybody's, the popular sentiment seems to be like, this is the most wide open playoffs we've had in forever. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that that's true. Like, I, I think there's a lot more parody, obviously. But I, when I was looking at like the playoff bracket, I'm still like, I kind of like every home team in the first round except for the Texans. Why don't you like the Texans? Bob, or Bill O'Brien? Well, I, I mean, it's a combination of Bill O'Brien and I like the Colts. Yeah. Their defense is low-key underrated, too. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson has been fantastic, but they had Fuller go down. They obviously had Thomas go down. So, they're you know, throughout the year, they've been going from DeAndre Hopkins alone to having somebody with him to him being alone again to having somebody with him to him being alone again and um, I just think that that in terms of a, a game that seems like it would be maybe a shootout but both both defenses are like pretty good um, I think it's going to come down to you know coaching and I, I like the court I give the quarterback nod to the Colts not that I don't think Watson's great but I think what makes Andrew Luck, you know, now that he's healthy again an elite quarterback is what he's able to do at the line and, you know, just being a smart signal caller. Can we talk about the outfit that DeAndre Hopkins wore yesterday? Did you see that? I did not. Did you see the, the oh, I wish you would have seen it. The, the leopard print outfit and I don't know what he was wearing. I don't know what you want to call it. Shorts, pants, skirt, whatever it was. He was, he was getting roasted. He, he, he was wearing a skirt? It, 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 he was wearing like a Jaguar because they were playing the Jags. Let me pull it up here, even though you can't see it. Uh, he was wearing like a Jaguar top. Okay. Because they were playing the Jags. And, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. This is this is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was wearing, dude. I don't, even know, I don't even know what you would describe this. Yeah, it was like capris but not capris and giant looks like so he's going he's going the cam newton route oh yeah a a, a jag skin top kind of like capris what do we got here for sandals he kind of looks like almost like birkenstocks but they're red oh no oh yeah he went full cam don't let her go full cam for that reason i'm out (laughs) for that reason and bill bill o'brien's butt chin i'm out all right, all right. I, I I like what you're saying, but I do believe that it's a wide open playoffs. I do. I mean, you're saying the home team you like, but there's a lot of intriguing matchups where it's. Oh gonna- no, there there certainly is. I it seems these years where everybody's like anybody can win any of these games, and the other, there's other years where everybody's like, well, okay, that won't be that interesting a wild card round, and then the next thing you know. You know, a uh, uh, Tennessee team wins last year. No one saw that coming. I, I feel like this year is going to be, and again, I, I 
put this when somebody asked me my prediction on the Bears Eagles game. I haven't predicted a football game right in forever, but we're not talking about the spreads here. We're talking about just the games themselves. I think that it might end up being like not as crazy as everybody thinks it is. Like I could totally see it going. You know, everybody's like, ooh, Foles and the Eagles. I'm like, mm, I kind of still think the Bears win that game. Well, let's talk about that. I was actually just going to bring that one up. The Eagles miraculously get into the playoffs. No one saw this happening. Yeah. The Vikings completely implode. Well, that's that's the that's the conversation that has to be had, right? Sure. The Kirk, the Kirk Cousins conversation. I'm just LOLing all, all day yesterday, just laughing at the fact that the Vikings gave all that money to Kirk Cousins, and well, this is what they have to show for it. Well, I guess it begs the question, the Vikings... Are they better off? Should they have just signed Case Keenum? Well, we know that they could have signed him for less, right? Yeah. Cousins is, I believe, what's getting, he got 84 mil guaranteed. They definitely could have signed him for less. But I guess. Does anybody at this point think Kirk Cousins is significantly better than Case Keenum? No, I mean, I don't, personally. How could Vikings fans think that? After watching those two seasons back back to back, they went what eight seven and one this year. Yeah, and they won what thirteen games last year, twelve games yeah. last year, and played in the NFC Championship game and missed the playoffs this year. I don't know, man. It's not lost a good... out lost lost Dalvin Cook in like what week three last year. Yeah, actually, that's a good point that people forget. They didn't even have Dalvin Cook all year. Now, the defense did play better last year. Sure. But I also think the defense plays better when you have a better quarterback. Always helpful to keep keep them off the field as much as possible. Yeah. No, man, it's, it's a mess. It's I, I agree with you. It's a complete mess. And especially if you look at that division, obviously the Bears are good now. The Packers, I assume, will be better with a new coach. Like they, they, they were in that window. I'm not saying that window is completely closed, but with the Kirk Cousins addition and it limiting your team, it it's closing fast. I think. Yeah. Right. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that window of you have two or three years. You got to make the Super Bowl. They didn't. Make- I mean, I said, I look my my advice for the Redskins or the Vikings was two seasons ago when the Chargers were down to like offer everything and get Phillip Rivers in there. Like find at the beginning of the window, like find like a real sure thing guy, not like a fucking like maybe Kirk Cousins is suddenly a good clutch quarterback in big games. Like you're going to spend 84 million on that. Do you think if Phillip Rivers was traded to Minnesota, would he still drive to work every day from San Diego to be by his family? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he would have fit in great in Minnesota. Not only yeah. as a player, but his family. A bunch of bunch yeah. of white people are going to fit in perfectly in Minneapolis. Yeah. Also, like he has a kid for each lake in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, man. I think you're right. I think you bring up a great point, and I thought that was a great point when you used to bring it up. You throw it all, you get somebody like Philip Rivers, a guy who's proven that he can at least, you know, get your team to the playoffs. Now, again, Philip Rivers, we've discussed at length as well. His 
playoff record is so-so. It's it's not the best as well. Totally. But my, my point with that Vikings team a couple years ago was like when you have a lockdown defense that's taking Brady, Teddy Bridgewater to the playoffs and it's taking Case Keenum to the NFC Championship game, like what you are away is a – if you had an elite quarterback, if you had a very, very, very great quarterback in there, like you, you – you actually have a legit – you say, like, we are a contender. When you bring Kirk Cousins in, you're saying, like, I don't know. I guess if Kirk Cousins just is, like – if it turns out he was better than he seemed on the Redskins the whole time, when it's like, I don't know who those people were that saw that and, and thought that Kirk Cousins was going to come in and be fucking the difference. But, I, you know, I think what this is – to come back to our quarterback discussion that you and I always have at length on this show is that it's tough to find a top, I'll say eight to 10 quarterback. Agreed. I'm saying the the difference between a top eight to 10 quarterback in the NFL, then a 11 to 15 quarterback, in my opinion, is night and day. I, 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 think, sure. I think a but, top eight to 10 quarterback can take you to the Super Bowl. But again, it's all about, the, it's the same conversation that we've been having, and and you can do. There's I've seen the math on it. Whatever, like uh, the the quarter the playoff teams with quarterbacks on rookie deals versus the t- every one of the top six highest paid quarterbacks is out of the playoffs. The it's not just a matter of where you are in the quarterback hierarchy. It's where are you getting paid in the quarterback hierarchy. Kirk Cousins forever at every single second of his football career has been like a meh middle of the pack NFL quarterback, but you're paying him like he's, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Tug Coker tweeted, he sent a tweet to me and you yesterday via text message. And it says seven of the 12 playoff teams had QBs on a rookie deal. So that's right. important to know. So the majority of the teams have a QB on a rookie deal, and those seven twelve that have teams, or I'm sorry, those seven teams that have a quarterback on a rookie deal are Kansas City, Houston, Baltimore, Rams, Chicago, Dallas, and for some reason he has Philly in there. I I, I was kind of confused on that because Foles isn't on a rookie deal. Right, Wentz is on Wentz is oh, on their rookie deal. Okay, yeah, right. I'm not thinking, so I'm an idiot. So, and then the only ones that are not on a rookie deal would be New England, New Orleans, Seattle, and the Chargers, and uh, I'm sorry, and Indianapolis. So, yeah, and then I believe like the top six is like Rogers, Stafford, Carr, Cousins. Like the top six highest paid quarterbacks did not make. Matt Ryan's up there. I know he's top Matt six. Matt Ryan did yeah. not make the playoffs. So that begs the question then moving forward, and we've talked about this, are these teams going to stop paying? Even take the Packers. Because my brother and I started having this discussion last night. Look, And we were, bring, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're saying, okay, he's the highest paid quarterback now. The Packers just threw 33 mil a year at him. He's also a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. The argument right. would be, how do you not pay Aaron Rodgers $33 million? Well, you do. And you're the Saints with Drew Brees, and you're the Patriots with Tom Brady. They're, these guys, you don't have – it's not a question about what you're going to get from that guy 
for the money. Like there's a reason that the the contracts can get up that high because the position is that important. The key is to not be in that, you know, next uh, eight players range where you're paying a guy because suddenly his contract came up. And so you have to make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in football, but he's not a fucking sure thing. Take you to the playoffs every year. Kind of guy like Kirk cousins. I mean, my Giants are obviously in a position right now. Everybody wants Eli gone. Everybody wants Eli gone. Everybody hates Eli. But the thing is, it's like Eli Manning is fine. Eli Manning just isn't fine at $23 million that he's due because he was he got paid after he won a Super Bowl. I, I have literally no problem with Eli Manning being the starting quarterback of the New York Giants next year. I just have a problem if they do it at $23 million. That's when you're going like, it's not a matter of how he's hurting us from his play standpoint, this is how he's hurting us from a financial standpoint. Yeah. And that's why when you go out and you give Kirk Cousins $86 million, what did you expect to happen? You expected because you paid him like Aaron Rodgers that he would become Aaron Rodgers? No, you just gave a boatload of money to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and and, and to kind of bring it full circle, Joe, if you want to get your best bang for your buck, if you're an NFL coach or, or GM or president or whatever – and you want to get your best bang for a buck in general, you should get Harry's razors. Am I not right on this? That's, sure. That's where they should be spending the money, Joe. I know you didn't see that one coming. They should take all that money that they've spent on a quarterback and they should go get some Harry's razors. And I gave each of my brothers, I, have, I got a lot of them, I got four of them, I gave them all amazing Harry's gift packs for Christmas. And, and, and you know what? I've done this before with them. They absolutely loved them. Now, I was getting a lot of comments about my beard. I, I don't want to repeat those on the air, uh, but a lot of negative comments. But I told my brothers, I said, guys, look how I've groomed it around the neck and, and I've shaped it up using that amazing – the fifth blade really helps me shape up the beard. I know I know that's helped you in the past. I, what's your current situation over there with facial hair? Yeah, I've got I've got the beard coming back in, but keeping it nice and trim on all sides with the Harry's razor. Uh, Harry's razors are like the the quarterback on a rookie deal. So much value, yes, for, su- for such a low price. Don't go spending, you know, franchise QB money on a lesser razor. Couldn't agree more, Joe. Harry's wants you to start the year, new year off right, Dirtballs. So they created a trial offer, which you can claim by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. That gets you a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, that weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and the travel blade cover, which I have Right here in my parents' house. I used to travel. Anyway, listeners can redeem that trial set once again at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Redeem your offer and let them know that I sent you to help support the show. Okay. Do we want to jump into – let's jump into some other NFL coaches, firings, all that stuff. Uh, RIP – let's just be honest. RIP blackhead coaches in the NFL. RIP blackhead coaches. Uh, Marvin Lewis, gone. Todd Bowles gone, Vance Joseph gone. Could you you could Prano? Could I say it's Black Sunday? Am I right? Black Monday. Oh yeah, it's Monday. Never mind. 
There's an epic Ruther fail right there. It, it does. It does feel like a Sunday because it's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- thank you. Yeah. But my days are all thrown off. When you come to the Midwest, when it's gloomy every day, days turn into nights. Nights turn into it's all. It's all just a blur. It could be March for all I know. Right. So Bowles is gone. Vance Joseph's gone. They're all going to be hired by AFC North teams. <laughs> <laughs> the. The Browns have just fired. The Browns have just hired Vance Joseph and Todd Bowles to be their two-headed head coach. <laughs> and what about the Bengals? Who are the Bengals going to hire? <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are going after. Uh, well, the Bengals. We already got that. They're going with Hugh Jackson. That's right. Right. And then uh, who else we got that we can pair him with? I think the rest of the the remaining Tony, members of the Jackson. Uh, no, the remaining members of the Jackson Five. Let, let's have, right. let, let's start a new ja- – who's alive of the Jackson 5? Is Tito, Jermaine – who's still alive of the Jackson uh, 5? I mean, who's not? Michael's not. Michael's not alive. I don't know the Jackson 5. I, there's Michael, Tito, Jermaine. Fuck it. Michael, let, Tito, let, Jermaine. Let, let's just hire the sisters. Let's toss in Janet, LaToya. Let's just hire all the Jacksons. Okay. Fuck it! I'll go. I'll go one step further. The Bengals roster next year should be every black guy in America named last name Jackson. And there's a lot of black dudes named Jackson, and they should hire the cast from Action Jackson. Remember that movie? Yeah. The, that, by the way, that's a good stoned movie to watch, huh? Action Jackson. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah, of course. With with Apollo. Apollo Creed. Yeah. There's so many ridiculous scenes in it. I believe there's a scene where he drives a Ferrari. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I was kind of lit when I watched this in college. I believe there's a scene where he drives. I was kind of lit. <laughs> I believe there's a scene. By the way, my 15-year-old niece hates when I say it's lit, fam. Like So does, so does every single person who watches every Dirty Sports Instagram story. Yeah, she hates it. Every time I see she, her. Yeah, she's on the right side of history. <laughs> No, but there's a scene, I think, in Action Jackson where he drives a Ferrari or some sort of sports car up a stair, like one of those rich person home staircases, the wind, the curved staircase. He drives it up the stairs. Side note, everybody should go watch that. Okay, so Bucks fired Dirk Cutter. Are there any other ones I'm missing? I already, we talked about Adam Gase earlier. Are there any big ones that have happened that I missed? Uh, I mean... How many? How many were fired today? Like six. Yeah, Marvin Lewis, Adam Gase, Todd Bowles, Vance Joseph, Dirk Cutter. That's five right there that I know of. Right. And then the the Raiders. I want to talk about this for a minute. The Raiders hired NFL Network draft analyst Mike Mayock as their general manager. They're just going straight out of the broadcast booth for everybody. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Is Lisa Salters gonna have a job soon? Gus Johnson's gonna be their defensive coordinator. <laughs> Rise and fire. <laughs> oh, my name's Khalil Mack, and I got traded. <laughs> Oh, this is absolutely amazing. I, I would David love- Carr gets buckets. <laughs> Do you believe what's happening in this practice? Uh, I would love Goss Johnson as their head coach. 
That'd, yeah. be, that'd be amazing. Yeah, man. The Mike Mayock. They got they got they got, a, they got a, a Italian uh, Gus John or Spanish Gus Johnson. Remember him? Prigioni. He goes, Beast Mode. Oh, he's our offensive coordinator. Give to Beast Mode. Oh. oh, that's great. If you don't get that reference, Google it because it is amazing. Uh, Mayock's an interesting hire, though, because you've seen this before. The, the Niners did it with Lynch. I mean, Lynch was a yeah. player, but Lynch had no. Lynch was a broadcaster. He had no sure. experience. Yeah. It seems like you don't like it. I Honestly, I have no idea. How like, it'll play out? Yeah, I have no idea how it'll play out. Like, I don't even know what you would do, like, to prove that you're qualified to be an NFL GM while being, like, a broad... I mean, did they go through his, like, draft history and, like, grade his grades? Like... I mean, that's a good I question. I was just thinking about it yesterday. I don't even think I, I, I like I think I'd be qualified to be an NBA GM, but I don't think I'd be qualified to be an NFL GM, but I would be qualified and I think I am qualified to have a one eight hundred number, like a bat phone, like in the old Batman series. Like I just want a red phone that rings when other GMs are thinking about signing people to big deals and then like I'll just answer the phone and they're like, Hey, it's the Vikings GM. We're thinking about giving Kirk Cousins eighty four million dollars. I'll be like, Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Thanks for calling the hotline. I just saved you $84 million. Don't fucking do that. I like that idea. It's basically a yes or no. They're calling yeah. you with a yes or no answer or question, and you give them an answer. I think I just want I just want to be Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction, where you call me and I come over. Like, pretty please. Want a cherry with a cherry on top. You know what I mean? And just fucking just be the fixer. Yeah, maybe we should do that with our hotline, which which RIP the Dirty Sports Hotline. I haven't checked it in, a, in over a month. No. We're going to have to bring it back. Do your job, Ruther. Well, we've just been so busy. And, and YouTube, YouTube's been a game changer. We go to YouTube for comments. But guys, the hotline is still available at 310-359-8365. So if you want to leave a voicemail, we'll get to that. But it's been, you know, the holidays, you're gone. When I get back, you're gone. I feel, now, like, I feel like it's been so long, Joe. Here's the question, and this will segue into our next segment. If he wins the national championship, does Nick Saban take one of these NFL head coaching positions? It's a great question. That will be title, I believe, number seven for him. Yeah, he's tied for all time right now, right? So he would have the most national titles as a head coach. Yeah. You know, I've been saying this for years now, and everyone said he'll never go back. And I've always said the line, what more can you prove? And obviously Nick Saban is a competitive guy. He wouldn't still be coaching if he wasn't competitive. What else can you do at Alabama? I guess the I guess the model would be uh, Coach K, right? Just be like, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just like get a lifetime deal and just be. Coach K has do, four titles, though I believe. Yeah, but I'm and saying we're talking, just do what you're just do what you're good at and like stay in your lane and like he he did it once and he failed. Like obviously he'll always be welcome back to college, but if you go to the NFL and you fail again, 
do you really go back to college and then try again? Because you're not going to want to leave your legacy on a loss. I mean, Prano, he's won five titles at Bama. Even if he doesn't win this year, he's won five titles since 2007. So that's why I'm asking you, does he take one of these gigs if he wins? My heart tells me no. Now, I think he should. I'm actually, I'd be very curious to see Nick Saban in the, back in the NFL. I don't know what team fits him best. I've said all along, I think that the Packers should go after a defensive-minded coach. You know, Aaron Rodgers can make it work even with limited weapons on offense, but he, I mean, he has some young pieces with Devonte Adams, and I know he likes Cobb, even though you know Cobb's like a, you know an average, decent wide receiver. I'd love to see somebody like Nick Saban in Green Bay. Now I don't know how yeah. it works, though. Again, I don't know how that hard-ass, tough guy mentality works in your 2018-2019 NFL. Right. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. Maybe. Maybe that's why he wouldn't consider coming back. Maybe he realized that already in the 20, you know, fucking what, what, you know, 10 years ago or whatever when he did take a shot at the NFL. And he's like, no, I learned my lesson. I'm not doing that again. I don't think he does. I think it'd be interesting if he did. It'd be interesting to see somebody like, you know, blow up the bank just to like pay him to come in and take over the Jets or take over the Packers or. Yeah. And I know they're different. Or, 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 take, or take over the Browns. I mean, Wow. Well, and I know there are completely different types of coaches, but yeah. Pete Carroll had, did do this. Let's not forget, Pete Carroll. Yeah, but Pete Carroll has Skrillex and a yoga instructor at practice. But that's like, my point. That's why I'm saying there are different types of coaches. But you did have one guy who went to the NFL. Yeah, could, you see, could you see Nick Saban like, trying to steal some of those things? He's like, all right, here's the deal. We can have Skrillex, but you have to cut your hair, Skrillex. By the way, I clean it up a little bit. Skrillex and dubstep is really a huge part of the Andy Ruther training for the marathon workout mix. You love dubstep, huh? Well, I've all I've always kind of liked dubstep, but are I've, we gonna are we gonna bring back the dubstep remix until no, the marathon? No, we're we're not gonna bring that back. But I've realized I do like running the dubstep, and I like a lot of Skrillex's music. In fact, I've decided I do. I have to see Skrillex live. And speaking of segues, before we get to college football, we have to discuss what you texted me last night oh, about yeah. the insane clown well, posse. I just want to say that I also enjoy running to dubstep, but I don't have a lot of dubstep in my Apple Music. So when I'm running, sometimes I'll just call phone numbers that I know are fax machines. Ah, okay. I got gotcha. you. It sounds about the same. I can see that. Yeah. So, so you texted me last night that your brother John – the infamous John Prano wants to go to the Insane Clown Posse concert with me in Hollywood. Not only does he want to go, he also wants to go as a juggalo. He wants to go as a juggalo. He wants to film you. But here's the most important part. He just said it without knowing that you were having to go to the show. He's like, I want to go to an Insane Clown Posse show. <laughs> Wait, what? As, as a juggalo. And I was like, great, go with Andy. <laughs> He needs somebody to go. He's like, I'll go with him and I'll just film it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he needs. Did he know know that there's a concert in two weeks? No. So he's just randomly talking with you guys. He's just randomly in Palm Springs on vacation talking about wanting to go to a Juggalo concert. (laughs) That's unbelievable. And I'm like, this is meant to be. I was like, Andy Ruther needs somebody to go with him. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. 
I can't wait. He was he was talking about possibly outing you like at the thing and being like, he's not a real juggalo. He's doing this for a podcast. No, like, no, no. I'll, you can't uh, do that. And then he's like, and then I'll film him getting kicked to death by the posse. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't have me outed to all the he's other like, jugglers. It'll, con- it'll be great content. That would be a way to go. I mean, if, if, if there's one way I'm going to go and if there's going to be a return of the denting, I can't think of a better way than getting bludgeoned to death by a bunch of juggalos who are also spraying fago all over my dead body and you know that's kind of a way to wrap up the show because it, you know we're almost near 500 episodes it's it would be a very bittersweet good ending right oh i thought i thought you were saying that'd be a great way to wrap up this episode i was like are we done already great we'll be done we'll be done shortly i know we, i know we both have stuff to do uh that's great though i'm gonna have to get in contact with your brother obviously i'll be back home in uh, a couple days and uh, I'll pull the trigger when on those is, tickets. When, when is the show? I believe it's the 14th. Okay, great. I believe it's the... Uh, we got to set this up. Basically, every time no, I lose something, every it, time I lose something now, people are like, don't do it until he goes to a concert. I believe it's the 16th, actually. I think it's January 16th. It's a Wednesday. Okay. Again, it's, it's okay. in Hollywood on, uh, I want to say, Viper Room or Whiskey A Go-Go. One, one of the... One of the music venues on the sunset strip but yeah john that's great because i because i was about to put out some feelers to see if anybody was going to go if not i was going to have to take an uber as a juggalo to the concert by myself which would have been pretty funny too well now you have you now you have a uh of not only somebody that's volunteered to do it but somebody who's willingly going yeah that's great and you know i'm gonna get those tickets for the concert joe i think you know where am i gonna get those tickets i'm gonna go ahead I haven't picked a lot right this year, but I'm going to go ahead and say SeatGeek. That's right. I'm going to get the tickets to see ICP, or at least it's half of ICP. I forget which one. On SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek has tickets for any type of event. It's not limited just to NFL playoffs or college football bowl season or NBA, NHL, basketball. All those great things, they have tickets available, but they also have tickets available for music, Comedy, Broadway, you name it. SeatGeek is the only spot that Joe and I go to for our tickets. What I love most is that you can see exactly where you're going to sit. And they have this great color-coordinated system that shows you your seats. So, Dirtballs, download the SeatGeek app because, best of all, you get $10 off your first ticket purchase. So just download Seeky Gap and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay, so you kind of touched on it. We both did with Nick Saban. We got to discuss how bad these college football playoffs have been. I know there's only two games, but they were both awful. Yep. And the system is completely broken. And I could not believe that I was seeing like I, the one of the most confusing like groups of people are like the college football purists that watch that and then come with like the hot take is like this is why they're the playoffs need to be even smaller you want more games like this it's like that's not how this works it, in like if you expand the playoffs, which obviously you should. To me, I even say twelve with you know buys, 
preferably, in my opinion, 16, but at the goddamn very least, 8. The the reason that this doesn't happen is because the argument that the Notre Dame didn't belong, or even the argument that Oklahoma didn't belong, they play in a, like, people are saying, oh, well, now you're going to have this game it's like, no, because they, if Notre Dame, if there's an 18 playoff, Notre Dame isn't in there as a fourth seed. They're in there as like a six or a seven, and they're playing, you know, somebody who's not as good as Clemson or Alabama in the first round. This essentially becomes the semifinals yes. where you whittle, where you whittle it down to the best teams. I'm not a huge college football fan. I don't know if that team is Georgia. I don't know if that team is, uh, you know, fucking Ohio State. I don't know anything, but what I do know is that you find out for sure by playing the games. Yeah, I have agree. UCF in, have uh, you know Ohio State in, have Georgia in. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the college football fans are confused. They're just confused and they don't understand what you're saying. And I saw that same thing. Is that you're not going to have these awful mismatches like we saw with Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame and Oklahoma, Bama, because also what you're doing is if you expand the playoffs, you're giving these teams one last week to prepare. And the argument is exactly or, or a couple one less, less weeks, one less week, couple. yeah, a month less to prepare. So, so the argument I saw was if you, let, let's just put it at eight. Somebody had created a bracket. I saw the argument was if you had an eight team playoff and they had Bama at one and UCF at eight, the argument was they would basically have to play one week after the SEC championship. And you're right. saying, well, shit, Nick Saban has just a normal regular season week to prepare for UCF. What's going to happen? Now, obviously, UCF's starting quarterback went down, but let's say he was healthy. You never know what's going to happen. So this this whole argument of this showed why it should be two or why, no, it actually proves our theory even more correct. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, the argument that it makes the regular season like invalid is dumb because not only do they play a 64 team tournament in college basketball but they still do the conference tournaments it's not like they're like oh well now there's so many games we just can't have those conference those four extra games for the conference tournament. they're still playing 16 and sometimes more team tournaments just to play for their conference then they get into another tournament and while bama and clemson are clearly the two best teams in college football this year you know what makes it more difficult for a team like even how good they are to win if they have to play extra games against quality opponents so the but but here's the thing are clemson and alabama like if if alabama beats clemson by 25 points is clemson better than georgia I mean, um, look, right now, those look like the, team, the cream of the crop, especially sure. with how they're playing in Clemson defensively and Alabama offensively. But my point is, my point is, you don't know. You you will know that Alabama is the best team because Alabama will have beaten them. But the point is, is you have to. Everybody should have a shot at it. Yeah. That is like a reasonable amount. I understand that people are saying, "Oh, sixteen, you're going to let a nine and four." Texas team have a shot at the title. Well, you just let a team that lost to Texas have a shot at the title. So what in the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. You literally put a team that lost to that nine and four team 
in the championship playoff. I agree. No, I completely agree. And and again, to, to I always bring it back to the NFL. I always bring it back, guys, because they figured it out. You have this NFL season. You have the thirteen and three teams. Yeah, but you also could have uh, a nine ten win team make a run. It's it hap- It happens all the time in the NFL. It's happened a lot since the Steelers started started this off in I believe the two thousand five after the two thousand five regular season. So so this argument of no, they don't belong. I completely agree. Why can't they get a shot? And and it, it's just. I think as dumb as college football is, as far as the people running it, I think these two games were such a bad look. And don't and don't come at me, Oklahoma fans. Like that was not a game. So so you cut it to eleven, and you came back and you lost by eleven. Yeah, they were down. They were down twenty eight to start the game. There's never there's never a t- time where they were coming back and winning that. Game. Exactly. Exactly. So. That was not a game. Notre Dame never had a shot because Clemson's defense was so suffocating. So, again, I think it looks so bad, and it gives such a bad black eye to how it looks. I don't know how they don't expand to at least eight in the next couple years. But because the argument, and and i got to keep going back to this argument about, like, oh, it makes the regular season, like, not important. It's like, guys... This year and last year, UCF get in if you go to a bigger tournament. They get in because they've had good seasons. Now, we've had years in the past where you could make an argument that like Boise State should have a shot at the title, correct? Or TCU. Yeah, or TCU. And they didn't because it wasn't a big tournament. But now look at it this year. Where is TCU? Where is Boise State? Boise State, if you go to 16 – does not get a shot at the title this year anyway. Why? Because the regular season still matters. First, they have to have that dominant year in their conference just to be in that top 12 or 16. Yeah, if the regular season didn't matter, then why do all these NFL games come down like yesterday to the very end of week 17? The same, right. the same exact thing would happen in college football. If you expand the playoffs, it would go down to the very final game because you'd be trying to get that last final spot. I, I don't get it's such a simple solution that people don't see this. And and I don't know who's arguing against it because like what are we what are we trying to save? We're trying to save the the completely empty month where they're not playing college football and we're trying to save the three games a year that Alabama plays against cupcakes when they play the Citadel. Savannah State, yeah, Chattanooga. Like, like why are we doing this? I just don't know who's arguing. And the the people that are watching non-playoff bowl games, the people I see tweeting about, like, the Campfire Bowl, who are you? Yeah. Why do you give a fuck? They're bad, The Bevo Brady Bowl. It's like, once you get to that point in the season, those games mean nothing. Do you know, Cutter was telling me this the other day when I hung out with him. Apparently, there's a bowl game now that's sponsored by the town. Oh, I, I so the bowl, the bowl is named after the city where it's held. Like this is to the point where we've gotten as far as bowl games. It's that bad, 
and, and I haven't really watched any. I watched because of my brother. I watched the Army Bowl game, and then I watched because uh, I was at Cutters, and we were actually watching. It was actually de- a decent game. It was a good game. We watched the Washington State Iowa State game um, just because we had it on the background. But you're right; these games are awful. And I'm just trying to think from a fan's perspective, Prano. What's so great about again the NFL is that you never know. We see it all right. the time, right? You see good teams lose lose to bad teams. Every week, hence any given Sunday. I'm trying to think from an Alabama's fans' perspective. You're telling me you'd, you'd rather enjoy going to a Bama Citadel game than going to a December playoff Bama UCF game? That doesn't make sense yep. to me. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's retarded. And... And, like, I just don't understand these people that are trying to, like, hang on to what it is. Like, and everybody only brings up, like, the Alabamas and the Georgias. It's like, what about the what about the other teams? Like, just even in the SEC, what about the Vanderbilts and the Tennessees and the Kentuckys that are based – their regular seasons are essentially just losing to those big schools. Like, you're not getting a free pass if you're Tennessee into some sort of 16-team playoff unless you beat the Floridas, unless you beat the Alabamas, unless you beat the Auburns. You're not going to – on no year is Vanderbilt going to be a preseason top 15. Yeah, They have to come into the year, and they have to have a great regular season. They have to upset one of those teams or one or more of those teams – and then they could be in the top 16, sure. and then they could have a shot at the title. Yeah. So the idea that this, the regular season doesn't matter, it's like it still matters. But it if matters. you're Alabama and you lose two games, you're not in. That argument is just is just plain stupid for any sport. The regular yeah. season, regardless of sport or level, always matters because it determines seeding. So why would right. it not matter? Right. It matters for March Madness. Now, sure, exactly. sure, there's upsets, but you'd much rather be a uh, one seed than a nine seed. The regular season of matters. Course. Yeah. Because because they place where you're going to play location. They give preferential treatment to the higher seeds. Of course it matters. I, well, the conclusion I've kind of come to is that if we're going to base IQ and common sense and intelligence, I hate to say it, but at this point, I might put college football fans at the lowest end of the totem pole concerning oh, sports IQ. <laughs> Andy, you're not telling me that the that the least intelligent subsection of sports fans are the ones who live and die with wins and losses of 18 to 20-year-olds in Alabama? Of a school they never went to. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, it, of a school that they couldn't get into even though the minimum SAT score is minus 200. <laughs> It's with that, but I'm saying if you look at all the sports, pro and college, the the IQ level, yeah, without a doubt, of college diehard college football fans is way below even college basketball fans. Yeah, because at least college basketball fans have accepted that you can have a 64 team tournament and it doesn't make the regular season completely pointless. Make college football great again. Selection Sunday is an entire show devoted to determining the importance of each team's regular season. 
Yeah, it's a good point. It, it's not only an entire show. It's a show that gets millions of viewers, millions of dollars in advertising revenue. What are we talking about here? Imagine if they did that for college football. They did a 16-team selection Sunday the first weekend of December every year. The thing is, is like if you go to eight, there's going to be one loss and two lost teams that are always on the edge of that that six to ten range, where you're still going to have like this issue and somebody. And granted, those teams that are probably going to be the eight seed are not likely ever going to win the championship. But you never know. You never know. The thing is, if you go to sixteen, it's very clear. It's very clear. If you're if if you're arguing that you should have the fifteenth or the sixteenth spot, let's be honest. We're just letting you get in there as a tune-up game, as a first-round tune-up game for Alabama. Now, if you pull off some sort of you know, miracle, if you're Lehigh versus Duke in March Madness, okay. But if you're the 17th team, you don't really have a strong argument of we should have our shot at the title. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and for anyone who wants to also argue that this system is working, this is the fourth time in recent memory now? That Bama is playing Clemson for the title? Yeah. The fourth time? Guys, it's, 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 not, it's not working. Yeah. The rich get richer. The, the, the schools that win the most get to recruit the best. And then they get a month off for people to get healthy, for them to plan, for them to whatever. It's like, dude, give me, give, give me six weeks off between the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. And I'm not sure that the Patriots don't have 12 Super Bowls. That's a good point. And guess what? That'd be fucking boring. Yeah. And people already complain about it being boring with how many Super Bowls the Patriots have made since 2003. Right. Give Bill Belichick four weeks off to prepare. Come on, guys. Don't be stupid. It's This system is, is broken. And uh, we're here to fix it, aren't we, Joe? Yeah. Let's do it. Make make college football not horrifically boring again. <laughs> Bama is a. I'm, I'm not sure it was ever great, so let's just make it not horrifically boring again. Bama is currently a six point favorite in that game. I think I think it'll be a good game, but then again, I don't know. My my thing is always this: you have a freshman quarterback against Nick Saban, right? He's had a great year. And yeah. even though he looks, even though every time I see Trevor Lawrence, he reminds me of the pitcher from Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. The guy who they uh, they just destroy after his baseball game. Yeah. Under Very underrated movie for Ben Affleck, by the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right? That was, that was, that was uh, Affleck's early breakout role. Do you think it was? Yeah. The paddle. Dazed and Confused? Yeah. But I'm, I don't. Think, I don't think most people they don't, they don't talk about that. Like Affleck, that was a that was a that was. Yeah, yeah you're probably Ma- right. Ma- Breakout. McCona- McConaughey steals all the love. Yeah, to, that's another one. God, I got so many movies to so many movies to watch when I get back. It's unbelievable. Pray no, you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Actually, there is something real quick, guys. I am looking for an intern for 2019. Now. There are some things that I want uh, 
out of my intern. You got to be show up on time. You got to have your shit together. I'm not asking for that much, but there are certain things. If you want to intern, I know a lot of people have messaged me and you have to be close. I'm sorry, guys. You have to be close. I appreciate everybody who's DM'd me, who's tweeted at me, who's emailed me. You, If you want to be an intern, you have, you have to be within a close drive. Agreed, Prano? Yeah. And also, I want to say, because I think it's important and might help drive up recruiting, that we have you have relaxed a little bit on some of the laws and some of the things that interns can and can't do. For example, they can now wear winter hats inside without being mocked to the point of crying. Yes. And, and another thing, guys, I'm not looking for the most savvy person. I just... This is what I picture, just so you know, when Joe and I are doing the show, especially on YouTube. You're sitting in my desk. We have two TVs. The top one is you can show us stuff. Joe is discussing Aaron Rodgers. Boom, you're pulling up Aaron Rodgers' stats. We can just look up while we're being filmed, and we can see the stats. Like th- These are the simple things, making sure that you're recording when we say, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. It's really simple stuff. Just saying. But that's an old school Andy Ruther right there. Real simple stuff. Just saying. But it's lit. But you also aren't going to earn any money. My apologies. I like. I understand this would turn people off, and you also have to be available with a flexible schedule because Joe and I schedules are flexible. So you, we, we couldn't, we couldn't say, hey, we're going to record every Wednesday night at eight p.m. Every Sunday night at eight p.m. That's just not how it works with us because our schedules are too all over the map. So you have to be independently wealthy and completely free. <laughs> yeah. But but hold on. Perks do include occasional pizza, uh, free booze. Uh, almost constant berating by one of our co-hosts. <laughs> yeah. So there are perks. And, and you get to hang out in my apartment. It's a it's a it's a lovely apartment. Okay, that that's that's. I just want to get that out of the way. So, you guys are gonna have to reach out to me because the truth is, like, I want an intern, but I'm also I'm not gonna bust my ass to find an intern. I'll just be honest. I think things are running pretty smoothly now, but an extra body could help. That's all I'm saying. Any other thing to add to that, Prano? No, no. I think that's good. All right, guys. It's a new year. Are we not talking about how bad the Lakers are without LeBron? James? Oh yeah, I forgot. God damn. Just, we should just quickly touch on that. Yes, I agree. Um, if anybody wants to send me any of the money they owe me for <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on the Cavs winning, <laughs> on the Cavs winning only two less games without LeBron James, uh, that was hilarious. I mean, look, I know everybody's jumping on this clip from I don't know. Was that from the barber shop? Um, but LeBron the, called himself the goat. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was just an ESPN. It was. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff right now. I think that was just an interview he had with ESPN. Everybody, like I've never. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a LeBron James. You know, people have called me a LeBron James slurper. I'm just a fan of the greatest basketball player of all time. As a huge NBA fan myself, um, but. Everybody always wants to trash the dude for everything. The guy can't. The guy can't have a groin injury and show up to the locker room with a glass of wine, you know. But if Baker Mayfield had a fucking tall boy at Pabst, he's dangerous. He's wild. I like how he's crazy. I like how he drinks cheap beer in an RV that he parks outside the stadium on game day. 
LeBron can't have like a three ounce plastic cup of Pinot without being like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, the Lakers. But, but the bottom line is, and let's just be very clear, LeBron James is, every second that he's been in the NBA, the most valuable player in the sport. And it shows. Now, they did win that game on Christmas Day against the Warriors without LeBron. However, they also did have a 14-point lead when, exactly. he, when he left the game in the third quarter. So they were plus 14. Now, they maintained it, and they increased it, and they did play well, and, and they looked good. They also had Rondo playing well, who's now injured again, out four to five weeks. But, guys, they're just a disaster. Like that, The Kings loss... Now, they just beat the Kings, but the loss a couple games before that, they don't blow a 15-point fourth-quarter lead to the Kings with LeBron. No, no. They don't lose that game to the Clippers but, but with for, LeBron. For, for, forget the recency thing. Let's just look at – let's just remember that last year, the, this Cleveland Cavaliers roster was in the NBA Finals. was in the NBA Finals, okay? And this Lakers roster was a lottery team. That is on the verge of winning more games this year than they won all of last year and any years since, you know, Phil Jackson left. He single-handedly came in and made them, again, turn around another franchise. Everybody, oh, good good luck with LeBron in the West. Yeah, he had that cakewalk in the East every year. He had the cakewalk in the East. He had the cakewalk in the East. When he went down, they were, what, in fourth place in the West? In the difficult West? Well, they're still only three and a half games back. Yeah, they're in fifth. They, right now, the Lakers are currently a sixth seed, while his former Cavs team is 8 and 29, the worst record in the NBA. And and how about uh, everybody? Because now apparently I've I've awoken the Kyrie stands. How, how is untucked Kyrie, who carried LeBron James to a championship? How's he doing in the week East? They are a five seed. Five? They're five seed. 21 and 14. But the the East is still the weak conference that you just cakewalk your way to the the one seed if you're if you're a halfway decent basketball player. Isn't that what isn't untucked Kyrie some sort of superhero that I've been hearing about? He's a great scorer. Yeah. But again, the issue always with Kyrie So the, so the East is no longer super cakewalk because Le, LeBron James left? I'm so confused. Kyrie's a great scorer, but we've already talked about this. I believe you and I did, and I believe I did with Tug, too. The question with Kyrie always is, does he make the team better? And that's the difference between him and LeBron James. LeBron makes his team better. There are guys who make their teams better. We don't know if he makes his team better. I think Kyrie is a... And I just said you know somebody came at me and said Prano's wrong about Kyrie I'm like here's Prano's official take on Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving is a fantastic basketball player he's a top 15 NBA player he's one of the best scorers pure scorers in the NBA he has like honestly unparalleled handling and finishing ability especially for a guy this size he's super clutch and i don't want him to be my point guard 
Yeah. You're also more of a traditionalist. You like the point guard, not as the scoring guy. No, I don't even mind that. I just like like LeBron James has essentially been the point guard on every team he's played for. But you could also he argue he's he's a facilitator first. He's Magic Johnson 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll take I'll take my point guard scoring 29 points provided he's has seven assists, to, yeah. to 10 assists a game to provided that he's trying to facilitate first to provided that down the stretch you're going to put the ball in his hands. And he's going to make the right decision. Like the beauty of the LeBron James is, and I, and some people who don't understand how basketball works at all say words like killer instinct. It doesn't have that fire and desire. It doesn't want to shot the big shot. The guy who is going to bring the ball up for me at the end of the game, I want him making the right basketball decision. If he's also your best player and best scorer, great. Yeah. But James Harden, not a traditional point guard, point guard when he got under the Houston Rockets, but he went from being a scorer to, you know, I think he averaged 11 assists a game last year. And 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 multiply that by the number of assists that were for three-pointers and multiply that by the number of hockey assists you get where you make a cross-court pass to somebody and then they make one more short pass to a short corner. It's like it's a completely different thing than what Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving do as dribble-heavy, attack-the-basket scoring point guards. Completely agree. I'm trying to look for this. Uh, somebody sent me this DM, one of the dirt balls. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, it's your boy Boonstra. This is actually pretty funny. This is from uh, an Instagram DM he sent, which one of these cheddar dick sports accounts posted on Instagram. This is what it says. One night... Kobe Bryant ate soup with a fork to show that he was willing to work harder than everyone around him. Hashtag Mamba mentality. <laughs> That's just stupid. If you have a spoon, why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, that's ridiculous. To show how hard he was willing to work, he ate soup with a <laughs> fork. Is that not one of the dumbest things you ever heard? Yeah. Horribly dumb. One night, Kobe Bryant wanted to prove that he could play basketball on one leg. He chopped off his right arm and his right leg, and he did it with one arm and one leg. Mamba mentality. One night, Kobe Bryant wanted to prove that he could still have sex with a girl that said, no, don't stick it in my ass. And he wanted to show he could still do it. Mamba Kobe mentality. Bryant wanted to prove how, how hard a worker he was. He wanted to deal with a rape case in season. Mamba mentality. He said, hey, I love winning titles with the greatest big man of all time. I'm going to show you that I can win playoff games on my own. Fuck you, Shaq. Didn't win any. Mamba mentality <laughs> fail. But see, Joe, the reason I bring that up, because to me it's all kind of related. When we talk about LeBron, when we talk about Kyrie, it's, it's these stands out there who see a YouTube clip or they see something, and they're clueless. And for that reason, Joe, as we wrap up this episode, I've said this before, but I'm really going to try to stick to it. In 2019, my one of my New Year's resolutions, and I'm not big on those because I think they're, they're kind of corny, but one of my things that I need to do that I think will make me happy is I am not going to argue with you. I was trying to get it out of my system. If you don't show your face, I'm done. I've said this before, but I'm done. 
I'm done. That's it. No more arguing. I'll, I will save my arguments for you, Joe, and for anyone else who wants to come on our show. No more faceless trolls. I'm done. Well, I have, I have some advice for you. Don't, definitely don't spend three to four messages going back and forth reminding them that they don't have a picture. Exactly. It's, it's worthless. It's absolutely pointless. But that is mine. You, 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 you just need like a picture or a gif. That's like your auto, like your out of office response where like when somebody replies to you, it's like, this is an automatic response because you don't have your real profile picture. Please try again when you have uploaded a picture of yourself. That's actually very funny. I like that. That's a great idea. Now that I could do. I bet. I wonder if I could get Nick or Charlie to make that. That's a great idea. You should have one too. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, you know me. I, I love arguing with everybody. Yeah, you love arguing with everybody. I don't. I, and I also want to give some love to all the dirt balls. The cut cam has taken off. Uh, it was discussed uh, with my little brother. He's a big fan of it. He he's enjoyed seeing how dirt balls have embraced it. How this has spread not only in America but to the cut cam in Australia. Uh, I, I do really want to thank you guys for being on the look every time you go to a sports event. And just blasting these people. I don't know if you looked at the Twitter feed last night. There was three people walking into the Titans-Colts game. Three people wearing Antonio Brown and Steelers jerseys. After they just got knocked out of the playoffs. Ridiculous. Awful people. Absolutely awful people. Anything else to add, Prano? I know you're going to be uh, you're going to be where in in Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix, the second, third, fourth, fifth, and I believe sixth might be in Scottsdale. But anyway, it's the Phoenix Scottsdale area. House of Comedy opening for Eddie Ift. Uh, my first time at the House of Comedy. My first time doing stand up in. Uh, well, actually, not in the Phoenix area. We did we did uh, the that old place with our friend Howard Hughes. But first time in a while. I've always loved uh, traveling to the Phoenix Scottsdale area and I look forward to seeing some dirt balls come out. So message me, uh, you know, after the second, once I'm down there, I'll, I'll let you know if there's any sort of, uh, guest list situation. Um, but if not get your tickets now, uh, shows of me and Eddie are always really super fun and, uh, hope to see you guys out there. And one more note, Joe, before we wrap up the episode, I see Mata has tweeted the final results. You're going to love this. So the final tally for this year's NFL picks, I had 136 right. You had 121. But here's the best part. Prano picked all underdogs yesterday, correct? Yeah, except for Indianapolis. Except for Indy. Yesterday was your second best week of the entire year. You got 10 of 16 games right yesterday. Yeah. So that just goes to show it's not easy to pick. And you just were like, fuck it, underdogs, except for Indy. And you got the majority yeah. of them. Well, I, 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 you were, I think you were up 14 or 13 or something like that. And I did the math. It's like for me to come back from 13, I would have to go – I would have to pick like 14 or 15 or 16 while you simultaneously had one or two or three. And I was like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Just give me all the un- – I'm not picking games to, to still lose. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, this is the la- last – football Sunday for a lot of our teams. I'm like, good riddance. Can't wait for this season to be over. My worst. I'm The only smart decision I made during this football season, save for the day that I was in Vegas and the day that I was in Tahoe at casinos and 
you know, felt like I had to gamble was giving up on making football bets on my own after like week six. Yeah, it has. It hasn't been your best year. And I actually, ironically, still beat you yesterday because I had 11, right? Not to rub it in, but I'm rubbing it in. It's all right, Joe. We're going to be all squared up. I'm going to go to ICP with your brother, which I love that we've somehow kept this in the family for this bet with your brother and you're not gonna be able to swear and and here we are joe after four seasons of covering nfl on the dirty sports podcast we are two and two and we're gonna need a rubber match next year yep loser has to chop off his arm and play basketball with kobe bryant mamba mentality all right anything else we want to push uh, no, last thing, uh, just, you know, follow me on everything, uh, Joe Prano, Aptics for Life, and also, since it is the end of the year, I just want to remind everybody that uh, there's still a dirtball out there who swears that Baker Mayfield is only starting because Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and that's, uh, that's, the end of, that's my end of the season wrap-up. Oh, I forgot about that person. Yeah. How, how the mighty have fallen. All right, guys, Joe's right. Follow. Oh, oh and one, Go ahead. one more thing, Andy. One more thing. Because we, you know, we took a lot of heat for you. You took a lot of heat for your Saquon take, and then I actually took heat for saying Saquon should get the uh, rookie of the year over Baker Mayfield. Uh, Saquon Barkley as a rookie, uh, the most total yards from scrimmage this year, all time. In no for for the season, no no one has more yards from scrimmage than uh, Saquon Barkley. Oh, in the NFL, yeah, yeah, I think he gets rookie of the year. Let's 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 I think so. Let's give Saquon the rookie there. All right, guys. Joe's right. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We still love those iTunes reviews. If you drop an iTunes review, put your Twitter handle, then I know who to follow back on Twitter. Follow me at Andy Ruther, follow Joe at Fix Your Life and at Joe Prano on Instagram. All right, guys. That is the final show of 2018. Be safe. Be smart tonight. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Wink, wink. Uh, and, and your New Year's party. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>